0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Morning Update. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 23rd of June and as usual with all the information contained in this broadcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this presentation. If you need to, you can always pause the PowerPoint slide or read our disclaimer on the website in full. OK, well, we had another positive night on the U.S. markets, that's for sure. So uh, once again, we saw the focus very much on interest rates. Federal Chief Jerome Powell was giving testimony in front of uh, the Senate today or last night in U.S. time and once again reiterated his ...view that inflation is transitory and interest rate rises were some way away. Uh, This certainly helped the market continue to push higher. We had the Dow Jones closing up 69 points or 0.2%, 33,946, nearly back to that 34,000 level. NASDAQ, though... Hitting highs again, 14,253, 14,253, up 112 points or 0.79%. And the S&P 500, as always, in the middle for diddle there, up just over half a percent. 22 points to 4246. As a result, we saw our SPY futures a little bit non-plus today, uh, down five points overnight, but uh, certainly taking a little bit of a breather after yesterday's Big rise and Monday's big fall. So it has been a volatile week so far. Expect a little bit more stability today and a little bit more toing and froing in individual stocks as opposed to the underlying index perhaps. VIX index fell 6.88%, so 1666 So back down to those relatively low levels again, showing that insurance in the market from extreme moves still remains quite cheap. In terms of the commodities side of things, we had Brent crude pretty much unchanged, down nine cents, seventy-four eighty-one. WTI down sixty cents to seventy-three oh six. Gold eased back five dollars fifty. We also saw a big swoon last night in Bitcoin, as that actually hit twenty-nine thousand for an instant before bouncing again uh, quite hard. But uh, gold didn't bounce so much. Down $5.50. Iron ore doing well up $6.15 or nearly 3%. $212.70 there for iron ore in US a ton. And the Aussie dollar 75.5. In other metals last night we had copper up 0.8, nickel up 1.5, aluminium up 0.7, zinc up 0.5. Lead up 0.9 and tin up 0.6 of a percent, giving BHP a 1.2 percent rise and a pretty similar rise overnight in US ADRs of 1.24 percent. Here you can see the S&P 500 overnight, and you can see that uh, it certainly took heart from Jerome Powell's comments throughout the day, although it did prune back those gains towards the end falling back down from th- above 34,000, 34,030, uh, back down to 33,945. So well off the highs, but uh, back to where it was for most of the day. As far as major stories go, Federal Chair Powell says inflation to fall back to longer term goals. And the Feds Williams, we've got lots of Feds um board members out and about this week so all singing from the same song sheet you would like to think no more disruptions from bullard who probably got a bit of a rap over the knuckles for his comments on friday on the cnbc interview but the freds williams says data and conditions have not progressed enough for the fed to shift its monetary policy and bipartisan senators finalizing detailed infrastructure proposal but remain divided over funding you could probably put that headline in for the next two or three months. Uh, Biden believes Congress will raise the debt ceiling in September. Good luck with that. G20 to endorse global minimum tax rate deal in July and wants to approve a framework for implementation in October. That will be the second step from the G7 to the G20, but still a long way to go. China says it may take the rest of the month to normalise container volumes in Shenzhen and Delta variant catching momentum in under-vaccinated US countries. And once again, we're seeing Chinese imports of American goods slowing and a long way away from that target that they had under the chump tariff rules as far as today goes not a lot happening to be honest in terms of economic numbers anyway the japanese nikkei manufacturing and services pmi for june so scraping the bottom of the barrel there for that. Netflix, Facebook, Amazon, and Apple all did well in the US. That uh, NASDAQ pushing higher again, so that should bode well for our technology space here today. Netflix was up 2.4, Facebook 2, Amazon 1.5, and Apple up 1.3%. Last night, we had uh, City doing a big block trade, one of the biggest of the year, with Abu Dhabi's uh, Mabadala. Investment company has sold 93 million shares in oil search at three dollars eighty six and a half. This was seen as a bit of a blocking stake. They now have around five or just under five percent, having sold half of those shares. But it was seen as a bit of a blocking stake for any potential merger and acquisition activity. So it'll be interesting to see where these 94 million shares have ended up day one for amazon prime day saw over 5.6 billion in total online sales in the us alone chinese produced 99.5 million tons of steel in may up 6.6 percent from this time last year Uh, and through the first five months of 2021 china has produced 473.1 million tons which is nearly 14 percent more than the same period last year Commonwealth Bank has reported that a so-called hybrid pilot plant in Sweden has produced the world's first sponge iron using fossil-free hydrogen gas. So that will be interesting to see how that pans out, but uh, certainly in its infancy at the moment. But we should hear more about that as people move towards zero carbon and zero emission technology. Also in the media today, the RBA is now seems to be backstopping the ASX, which may remove the takeover barrier. For those of you with long memories will remember that the world's greatest treasurer, Wayne Swan, knocked back a bid from Singapore to buy the ASX some time ago, back in the days when Wayne Swan was the world's greatest treasurer. And as a result, uh, of course, that deal did not go through, but the RBA is now backstopping the ASX in terms of settlements, which was one of the reasons Mr. Swan was against the deal as he thought that the Singapore exchange could withdraw their funding and their backing if there was another GFC and leave Australia high and dry. Private equity company Cerberus has won the race to buy Westpac's car loan business and ING is shaping up as the frontrunner to buy City's consumer business. And private equities are circling Orica's explosives businesses. So uh, they do a lot of uh, work with their fertilizer, but they also have a big explosives division as well. Private equity circling many businesses at the moment. And Brett Blundy, the world's greatest retailer, has bought into Best and Less, which is hoping to go to an IPO later this year. And Swedish PE, Eqt, the Swedish private equity firm, Eqt, has enlisted Macquarie to help them run the numbers on Iris. Interestingly, as well today, uh, PayPal has announced they're introducing a QR code app. We're all very familiar with QR codes from our checking in, etc. But PayPal is issuing one that now you can use in physical shops as well as being able to access Buy Now, Pay Later through PayPal online. They say it's more secure, faster, and offers cheaper transactions. And the Sol Patterson's Milton merger could unleash more LIC deals. More on that in the newsletter today. Question of the day today. Is this an opportunity to buy some Bitcoin? Having fallen last night through that $30,000 level to 29 and bouncing quite hard, is that a sign that maybe we're at the bottom of the recent range in Bitcoin? Love to hear your views on that. So head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas or insights on that question of the day or anything else that's troubling you or anything else you want an answer to. We have three and a half thousand members over there. Members helping members is the motto of that group. So looking forward to interacting with you on Facebook. Thanks very much for listening and have a great day.